two yesterday's office of Khabbeis, today is Khav Gimel. We are learning the Ilu Nishmas, Kreinabas Tzvi Zeev. We're having a mind for Shlema, Imam Bastora. She's getting an MRI today. How you feeling? Pretty good. Baruch Hashem. Okay. For Shlema to all who need it. And with that, let's get right to the review. And all right, have a mind. Hadassah Bas Ronya. And for Shlema. Okay. All right. For Shlema. Okay, so uh, we're starting off with the uh, discussion. We mentioned yesterday, um, yesterday the day before, the, the dispute between Ravi Ila and Rava with regards to what's the <coughs> concern with regarding stacked, uh, stacked vessels. Why is it uh, not allowed to be toivel in a mikvah when it's stacked for Kodesh, but it is for Truma? That's the question. So Rava says that it has to do with uh, the concern that you might come to use a very narrow-mouthed item, where this way you could store your needles and table it that way and uh, be assured that they're not going anywhere. Problem is, is that that doesn't create a sufficient connection to the mikvah, and that's a problem. That's the, pro- the problem. According to Rav Ila, the problem is simpler. It's a chatzitza question. The weight of one vessel on the other creates a barrier. It's an interposition. It doesn't allow the water to reach all surface area. Okay. Was this there is, some type of like, thing, the size of the top of the bottle? The yeah, two fingers. Two fingers, right? Two fingers in a circle. So that's the story. So Gemara wanted to know what it would be a practical difference between these two positions. So he said the difference would be if you have a basket, a wide basket, that's filled with vessels, and you want to toivel it all in one shot. If it has to do with chatzitza, so then that would be a problem too. If it is because it's sitting on the basket. But if it's not a question of chatzitza, and this is very different than keli on top of a keli. There is no keli inside the other keli in this case, and therefore it would be no concern. Okay, um, we did say <clears throat> that Rub is consistent with his opinion because Rub says about a basket and uh, that that uh, large basket that's filled with vessels, he toggle it, it's completely tar and it's not a problem. Now, while we mentioned that Rubba, we mentioned another interesting. Halacha regarding a basket, if you divide a mikvah using a basket to make it into two separate air, distinct areas, and you toggle within the one area, that is not acceptable, and that's because the opening between the two areas is not sufficient to qualify as a mikvah. The ear of mikvahs, as we know, needs the opening the size of the two fingers rounded. Um, and the proof is, because look at earth, you know, after all, um, natural natural mikvos still require 47, even though they are fed by aquifers somewhere under, beneath the ground that are well, well, way more than the 40 saw, but the fact that they're, it still doesn't qualify because you need it all here. Now, we did put a major qualifier in the concern of Rava, which is interesting that we didn't bring that down. On um, in the concern that's a, as a distinction between Rava and Rabila, but it would be. Um, Rava says that the only reason, only time it's not working when it's a kli tohar, when it's a tohar kli, it's the outer vessel. So then the mikvah is not covering the entire area; it has to reach the inside, and and it doesn't have a wide enough opening. However, if it's a kli tame, 
So when we're toveling and we're getting it on the entire surface area, so that means it's immersed completely in this mikvah. And since it's immersed completely in the mikvah for itself, it automatically means that it's completely immersed for whatever's in it as well. And then there would be no problem. So, um, anyway, um, we saw and we quoted a Mishnah, actually, to, that says that very idea. If you filled vessel with other vessels, and you were tovalet, the tahar, and if you didn't tovel, then the mixed water requires to be mixed with the opening of the Shvaferas Anod, which is a wineskin, the mouth of the wineskin. Now, what is... Uh, what is being said over here? You didn't dip it, so how does that work? And the answer is, they know you, you didn't need to dip it because it was tar. That's where the problem comes in. Now, we Gemara brought down that this machlokas Rav and Ravila is actually a machlokas tanoim. As uh, we brought down the basket um, that's filled with kalim and was t- when you were tovelit, works for both kodesh and truma. It's tar according to Tanakam, according to Abishol. It only works for truma, not kodesh, which is basically the two sides, Rav of comments like Rava, and uh, the Abishol is following is same as uh, Ravila. So the Gemara is bothered now by Jay's basic general question, regardless of what the issue is. Interposition, or the mouth might be, not be wide enough, why aren't we the same concerned as far as Truma is concerned? In other words, if these are issues, they should be an issue both for Truma and for Kodesh. So the Gemara says, who is the one who is going to ask you about the truma that's even relevant, that they're doing what the rabbi says, and going to be makbed on this halacha? Only the chaveirim. Chaveirim are knowledgeable in the halacha, so therefore there's nothing to worry about. So the Gemara says, and why is Kodesh worse? The answer is, is because the Amaritim will watch the Gentile, the, the, the chaveir do the tefillah by Kodesh, and they'll say, if that's good enough for Kodesh for him, then it's going to be good enough for Kodesh for me, and he won't realize that that uh, although he stacked it, he made sure that there was enough of a separation, that it wasn't too heavy, etc., etc. He knows the details of the law. He made sure that the mouth of the opening of one was wide enough. Anyway, the point being is, is that the knowledge works, but by Amaretz, he's just going to extrapolate to where he doesn't understand what, what the difference is, what the nuance and distinctions are. Problem is, why isn't he watching for Truma as well? The answer is, maybe he is watching for Truma. We don't really concern ourselves with that because we're not accepting any of his trumas anyway. All of his truma, he's, um, if he offers it to a coin who's a chaver, he'll say thank you. Then no thank you because we assume that his trumas are going to be tummy in the, in the, anyway. But they and, would accept his kodesh. But they would accept his kodesh. Yes, they would accept the kodesh. Why? Because if we don't accept his kodesh, then it will lead to ill will. And that's the concern. Why is Truma not also ill will? The answer is, is because he really doesn't care about the Truma. Because the Truma, he naturally would anyway prefer to give it to his buddy, who's a Kohen, who's an Amaretz, just like he is, and he's willing to give it to him. Um, and, um, and he'd be happier to give it to him. So it's like, oh, this, the rabbi doesn't want to accept it? Okay, so I'll give it to my Kohen friend. It's just as good. It's even better. Okay, now, how do you know that this is something that is a valid concern? Or actually, who is the Tana who introduced us to this issue of the ill will for the, for the Am Ha'aretz vis-a-vis the rest? It's Rabbi Yossi, and it brought down a beautiful price, a fascinating price. Rabbi Yossi says, why is it that everybody's trusted for the purity of wine and, and, and oil? 
For everything else, we're not trusting these uh, the the amaratz. We assume that even if they say it's tar, it might be tummy. But uh, for purity of the wine and oil that we're going to use for kodesh, we're trusting them. What's up with that? It's kind of interesting. And it says, I mean, if anything, we should be stricter for kodesh. The answer is, is uh, because we don't we specifically want our religion to remain a communal religion where we where there's some level of modicum of trust. For one, from one another. We have the respect for everybody. And uh, because otherwise, well, just imagine what's going to happen. Everyone is going to, it's just going to exacerbate this idea. Everyone's going to want one up the other one and says, I only trust myself. I don't trust you. And everybody's going to be building their own um, mizbech to their own, you know, bum in the backyard, knowing that they, they are, I only, I'm the only one who knows what I'm doing. Everyone else is just not up to snuff. And it doesn't realize what way these things are done. They can take their own paraduma and use it for their own purity. And it's going to be basically a religion of individuals, which is not what it's all about. And therefore, we're relaxing our standards to be uh, an inclusive religion. Fascinating value system that's being presented here. Anyway, on the same basis as Rapapa, that's why we accept, um, it's like a musr, I don't know if you're catching it, the in-between, what's going on with this, these halachos, it's a musr shmuz. Okay. It's, it's flipping back and forth, it's weird. That's it's finding the balance, but yeah. that's the idea. It's, it's like in certain areas, you have to at least be willing, you know, if, you, if you're accepting for Kodesh, which is of the higher level Kedusha from the, from the Amaretz, that, create, that goes that allows you to be extra strict in the truma also. That's what I think. So it's an interesting balance. Even though there are differences and there's things that we're careful in that they're not, but that's the idea. Anyway, so on what basis do we accept testimony from Amiyaharetz on the basis of this Rebiosi? Now, the question is, is that um, why aren't we concerned that we might borrow their vessel? If they use it, especially you're telling me that as far as truma is concerned, where they're, we, you know, um, we allow them to stack, they're going to be stacking in the wrong way, but I might borrow, and therefore if the keli is not going to be taller, according to what we say, because it was either too heavy, potentially, or the opening wasn't big enough, and I might come and borrow their keli from them. And we saw that, that the, uh, that the, that the chaverim would borrow keli from their neighbor, Damar's neighbor. And we showed that from a, from a Mishnah. Mishnah is talking about the ability of a klicheres to create a barrier. Um, the outside of a klicheres is unique that it doesn't contract Toma if it's not Tomei. And it also creates a barrier for Toma if it's Tohor um, and doesn't allow the Toma to go through. So, for instance, if you have a um, first story and a second story, and there's an opening uh, between the two stories, and um, like, a, like a skylight you can look up to, and it's covered by a klicheres, by some, you know, my cup covers it, whatever, uh, or something bigger than that. Anyway, the point being is, if my cup is torn, then it creates a proper barrier and doesn't let the tumen to go up into the second story, the tumas mace. And that sheet is basically, it works for everything. Beishamay says it works, only, it's a limited thing. It only works for food, for drink, and for klicheres. It doesn't work for the people. The people upstairs are assumed to be tummy, and it doesn't work for their metal vessels, anything that's not cheres, okay, wooden vessels, etc. So Basil said to Beishamay, why do you say that? Uh, so the answer is, is because the keli is tummy, 
um, because the keli is belongs to the amaret who lives upstairs, and it's assumed to be tummy. And a kli tummy does not you know, create does not create a chatzitz. It doesn't create a barrier. So uh, interposition. So uh, Basil said, but you're telling me the food and drink is tar. It doesn't make any sense. How can the food and drink be tar? That means you're not assuming it's tummy. You can't have it both ways. So Bishami says, yes, it's true. We did permit the food and drink, but that's because we're permitting it to the Amaretz. That's to his perspective. But when it comes to the Kaili, that's, that's not going to be relevant for him and you because you're going to come to borrow it. We're not ready to do that. Now, Rabbi Yeshua was so um, adamant in his not understanding of Rabbi Shammai that he actually said, I'm embarrassed from your words, Bishami. Is it possible you have a... Just imagine the scenario. He's like painting the case. If a woman who's kneading dough in a trough in the upstairs, the woman, we're saying, oh, she is tummy. The trough is tummy. For seven days of tum, okay? We're talking about Thomas mace. And what are we going to say? Oh, by the way, the dough is completely tar. How can that be? Okay? Another example. You have a container of, of filled with liquids, drinks, whatever. The lugin of the container is tame. Tomashiva. And the drinks are tahar? How can that be? It just doesn't. You're like, you're logic. It just doesn't. I can't, I can't get it. Sure enough, a student from Tami de Bishami shows up and he says, Let me, can I explain? He says, Please go ahead. And he said, Okay, answer me this. Um, you have a Kli Tami. Does it create a Chatzitza or not? Of course not. Uh, that was his response. He says, okay, what, how do we assume the, the status of the Kalim of an Amaretz as Tameh or Tor? Well, of course, we assume they're Tameh. They're not careful about what they're touching, etc. Okay. Now, if you tell the Koinam, this Amaretz, you tell him that, oh, by the way, you're Tameh, would he believe you that he's Tameh? Would he listen to you that he's Tameh? Definitely not. And not only that, he would say, if you would tell him that he's Tameh, then he'll say, no, I'm Tohor, you're the one who's telling. Okay? So, recognize that. And the point being is that recognize that we have to paskin on two perspectives. From the perspective of the Amaretz, uh, which is whatever is relevant for the Amaretz himself, we look at it as Tohor, because he considers his vessels a star. And since he considers his vessels a star, his food, which is obviously for him to be eating, is also considered Tohor. And that's why we pass the food in this Torah and the Klecheres is Torah. The reason why Klecheres is Torah is because if it was tummy, then he would have to break it. Obviously, he's not ready to break it. Okay? Now, that's the, and that's the whole explanation of Bishami, as opposed to from the perspective of the Chavir, what anything that's relevant to him, like borrowing the vessel, or how does he treat the Amar's person in terms of coming into contact, he would, he would, he would treat it um, and that's really the whole idea. So immediately, um, once Rav Yeshua understood this, he was felt really bad about his going overboard, and he went and he uh, prostrated himself by the cemetery of Beishamai, and he admitted that he was that he went overboard. And he said, "If that's how clear you are uh, in in things that are so hard to understand, imagine." You know, even things that are more clear, you're, you know, there's a lot of validity to the opinion of Bishami. And, yeah. So, according to Bishami, they would still not want to eat that food that they're proclaiming is Tahor. Right. They're not going to eat it. Who's not? The Chavar's not eating it. 
They're saying, but the food they, they, they pass in the store because the Amarath needs a psak also. And for him, that's, the food is for him to eat. So right. he's told them it's tor. He tells them it's tor for them to eat. But, right. But they are not going to eat. They invited them to eat. They wouldn't anyway. Say, yeah, they're not eating over there. Right. It's like, you know, I, they, it's like, uh, yeah, they're, 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 I, we have different standards and that's all. But, you know, it's fine for you. The right. That's exactly. understandable to argue with your own standards. Right. But our food's tor. Right. Right, exactly. Okay. It's very interesting. No, I mean, again, it's striking a balance. It's like, it's like Eric said, there's a balance that we're trying to strike over here. Yeah. Anyway, the entire life, he, his teeth were blackened from his fast that he took on. In other words, he really took it seriously, very seriously, how he, how he miss, uh, you know, he, he didn't, uh, because he, didn't, he realized he didn't understand their position so well. Misinterpreted. Yeah, misunderstood it, right. So, bottom line is, and this is why we got into this conversation, is because we see that we definitely do borrow from the Amiharis. So the Gemara says, you're right, we do borrow, but as soon as we borrow, we'll dip it in the mikvah. Not, not to worry. So, um, so then why didn't Basil say to Beishamai, what are you worried about? We'll dip it in the mikvah. <laughs> so he says, yeah, well, when are we borrowing things? We're going to dip it in the mikvah. Um, Tommy Mace needs, needs a lot more than just mikvah. It needs a third day of sprinkling with the ashes of the red heifer and a seventh day, and then you dip it in the mikvah. Um, and who borrows, uh, you know, it's like, oh, by the way, can I borrow something? Oh, I'll bring it right back after seven days of purity, and then I'll use it. It's like, no, thank you. I was like, I do use you buy this. No one buy, that. buy your own, right, exactly. So nobody borrows that way. So anyway, that's the story. Now, the question is, is it, what do you mean we don't trust the, the Amayaretz on going to mikvah? Is this really true? But doesn't the Bryce say that we trust Amayaretz for the purity of, of Tefillah's uh, uh, Tamimais? So Abayi says that that's true for the, for the body we trust him, that he went to the mikvah for Tamas Mace, but not for his item, not for his kalim. So Rabbi says, actually, even for the kalim, and um, we said that uh, that which we said that uh, it depends what he says. Fascinating. If he said I never went, I never, um, uh, I never stacked my kalim when I dipped them in the mikvah, then we'll accept what he's saying. But if he says I did, but I made sure that the openings were wider, that's where we say uh, okay. I the Bryce says oh so and like the Bryce says I'm aretz. Um, says that the, the Paris war in Hochshuru is kind of the same idea. Um, so then we'll say, okay, that's fine, we'll believe him. But if he says they were Hochshuru, just we, I made sure they didn't get done, that's where we lose our trust. Why, because it's, it's already, so nuanced? Or? Yeah, it's, it's getting into, in other words, if it never happened, it's one thing. But if it happened, but then, it, you know, but still, it's okay. That's where it's going to start getting. It's probably uh, coming up. Yeah, the right. There's more. That's where there's more, you know, like it's, it, there, there's, there's more. Yeah, you know, when there's smoke, there's fire type of thing. Like there's, there's, there could be potential, more potential for for that scenario to happen. Um, okay, well, I did, I didn't really measure. You know, the openings was wider, but I, you know, I, did you measure? I'm like, nah, you know, like whatever. Like that's where it starts getting iffy. Okay. Um, now, will you trust him with regards to his body? But didn't we say that if a, a chaver comes to um, comes to get the sprinkling for the ashes of the red heifer, we just do it right away. But if Amaris comes, we say, uh, no, 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 we, let's wait till day three and then day seven. But we, I'm not going to do it today on your trust that you say that it's day three. 
Okay? So Bayer says that's exactly the point. Because we're machmer in the beginning to make sure that, we, that he's doing it on the day three and day seven, not on the day one. So therefore, we trust him that when he goes to the mikvah at the end, that he did it right. Okay, that took us to the next, uh, the next thing, the, the topic of the Achorayim Betoch. What is that? So that's where a vessel, the idea is, is that typically liquids are, that are tamay, food and drink become tamay from, as a rishon or, or a sheni even, but uh, they, they only have the ability to, to convey tuma to other foods. They do not have the ability to convey tuma to a vessel. Really, that's Minat Torah. The rabbis did say that Mashkin, unique Mashkin, that stomach does have an ability to make Kalim Tameh. And the reason why is because there are Mashkin out there, bodily fluids of Azov, actually, that it does that are considered Avatomah, that could be Mitamah Kalim. And since people don't always know what the difference between Mashkin, they'll assume all Mashkin are the same. So they made a rabbinic din that it's Tameh. Now, um, um, so it comes along the Gemara and says that, uh, oh, so they said though, that even though we said it's tummy, it's only tummy if it was one of the ancillary areas, just that area becomes tummy and doesn't affect the rest of the container. If it was a primary area, then it, the whole keli, including all the ancillary areas, is tummy. That's basically what we said. But we said that's only true for Truma and not for Kodesh. And that was one of the stringencies of Kodesh over Truma. Now, um, the, what we mentioned this one area called the Beis Hatzvit and we didn't know what it means so the first version was reviewed in the name of Shmuel that it's the that it's a, a, again it's another type of handle it's when you grab it and pass it to your friend with that's one shot and quoted a Pasuk from Rus Rav Ha'itz Kali Rav Asi said in Rabbi Yochanan that it's a separate container within the container where you can keep your ketchup so that it doesn't get all over your French fries, you have a special dipping area that you can dip into, and uh, people who are like, you know, uh, right, I think it was my, my mother-in-law used to tell my, my wife when she was a little kid, you know, who they were apparently all the kids were mocked on things like, oh, it touched, you know, this food touches that food. And she says, well, it's all getting mixed together in your stomach anyway. So don't worry about it, okay? But anyway, the point being is, is that it's a thing that people are very particular about that. So they had a little separate container, a little you know, container within the container. That's called the Beis Hatzvita. Anyway, so Rabivi um, learned in front of Rav Nachman that all Kalim do not have an Acharaim and Toch, um, and it's both Kachim Izbech and Kachim Gvul. And that leads us to a question that Kachik Vol sounds like Truma. Truma, I thought we said that there is these distinctions. And, we, and if one part is Tame, as long as it was one of the ancillary parts, it does not make Tama to the other parts. And that's like, uh, like basically a Kash on our mission. It says maybe you mean not Truma as Kachik Vol, but you mean Chulun, that's Taurus or Godesh. That's Nasot or Skodesh. It says, yeah, that you reminded me. That's exactly what I mean. Like we saw earlier, that the first six milos are, uh, that we mentioned for Kodesh over Truma is not only Kodesh, it's also for Chulun. That's Nasot or Skodesh. So this is one of those. And that was where we left off yesterday. And we'll stop here for...